All right. Welcome back. Not that I came back from an advertisement or anything. Actually, I did. Uh, they do slap the, the ads at the beginning and end of his right. Nice. Things are going great. I mean, not in the world per se, but, you know, I believe in what. Anyways, hey, everybody. Flying start here in the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. Your go-to place for all things Kansas basketball. That includes anything official Kansas basketball. Yeah, I said it. I'd like to see. Well, actually, I know the Kansas official stuff is not producing content like this during the offseason. I've got a piece on it actually here in this show. I know no one else is either. So, again, if you have if you have friends who are Kansas basketball fans, and I know you do, it's a pretty national brand. Let them know. And also, don't be a loser. Don't be an idiot. Wear a mask. You can breathe just fine. I live in a place that's very hot. It's a very arid climate. Mask is not a big deal. Anyways, it's the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. Oh, I was blanked right there. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Yes, the summer is heating up. Hopefully you had a great but safe 4th of July. I did. It's very nice. Spend time with the family. Where I live, it sounded like a freaking battlefield out there. Rolling thunder aplenty. But as long as it was safe and you were distanced while you're doing your fireworks and you didn't blow off your hands like Jason Pierre-Paul, the football player, you'll be good, man. I'm all good for that. Who says I don't like a little bit of fun? I'm a fun guy. I'm like Kawhi Leonard. I'm a fun guy. A fun guy. <laughs> Here's what's on the docket today. Some breaking news just came down to the world of college athletics, sort of how it affects the whole world. I'm going to touch on it. I think it's important. If you don't like it, fast forward. Don't care. I said that the Kansas official accounts and all that are struggling with content. <laughs> I'm going to go over just a little bit in the middle part of the show. And if you've been paying attention to the roster, if you've been paying attention to the players I've been doing, um, our player in review series will continue today. You know that we've basically got the superstars remaining. So I'm really excited for the ending of the show. I'm really, really excited for it. I'm really excited to do this review, talk about this one player. Who is it? Mm, you'll have to stay tuned. So what am I talking about? Big news in the world of college athletics. I don't know. In, in this world with the, the age of the Rona, we really don't know how things are going to end up right. We don't know what's going to happen in the world of sports. We don't know what's going to happen with Major League Baseball, the, NAS the NASCAR. We do know what's going to happen with the NASCAR. They're, they're running, actually. It's a very socially distant sport. You're in a car. But the National Basketball Association is what I meant to say. Things are already getting iffy there. The NFL, college basketball, truly. How will it all shape out? We don't really know especially college athletics, where you are exposing unpaid labor to, these, to this virus and this situation, really. I saw Kansas football just shut down their practices because they were just getting positive tests out the wazoo. 
So just today, just about two hours ago, as I record this, Wednesday, July 8th, 2020, Stanford University announced today that the reduction of varsity athletics programs and staffing, which is tough to see. Now, this is a private university. I don't know if that makes it more or less likely for state universities to follow suit. The difference is this is Stanford. Stanford. That has a massive endowment. And I know athletics and schools and universities are actually two separate entities. I know that for a fact at KU. So that endowment does, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go towards athletics at all. But Stanford makes a ton of money. Tuition there is huge. As they would say in the Bay Area, it's hella expensive. I would never say that. I'm from Southern California. If I was ever caught saying that in public and not a Bay Area reference, please slap me. That doesn't count. It was a Bay Area reference, though. But the fact that they're doing this, it makes me raise some eyebrows. I'm not going to lie. Now, they're not cutting football. They're not cutting either basketball program. But men's volleyball, that's pretty big, especially for Stanford. Pac-12 schools, uh, really good men's volleyball programs. Wrestling, fencing, rowing, squash, synchronized swimming, men's volleyball, wrestling. I already said that already. Sailing. You know what? For Stanford, cutting sailing is a pretty big deal. There are some tech bros and they're their children and you know some old money. Sailing's a big deal. So for Stanford to cut sailing, man, you know things are rough. Rowing as well. Field hockey. Another good sport of wealth, if you will. So I I bring this up, if anything, just so people continue to keep an eye on the news. How will that affect Kansas? I don't know. They won't cut basketball. They won't cut football. Those are revenue sports. Essentially, football, basketball is how Kansas athletics and most athletic programs are sustained. But Rowan, I'm looking at you. We'll see. Swimming? Swimming and diving? Taking a look your way. I hope it doesn't happen. That'd be terrible. You don't want the death penalty. You don't want anything contracted. But who knows how things are going to go the rest of the way here in this age of coronavirus. But moving on. Just keep an eye on that. I, if you want to see a program that is struggling with content online, look no further than Kansas basketball at KU Hoops. Here's what they have turned to. Uh, Tonight is the third episode, and I have done the diligent duty. Go ahead and watch them yourself, but if you have eight to ten minutes per episode. But Kansas Athletics, or Kansas Basketball specifically, has put together the match, colon, coaches on the course. If you ever wanted to see Bill Self, Norm Roberts, Fred Quartlebaum, Brennan Bouchard, Jarence Howard, and Jeremy Case play golf while narrated by Greg Gurley, I think it is, then by all means, this is the video series for you. 
And if you want to see a, a podcast that, you know, may need a few things here or there, then this segment is also for you. Again, I have watched it. I have some bullet points. First and foremost, Bill Swelf, Bill Swelf, <laughs> Self has a pretty good swing. You know, you watch Bill Self, this is a guy who golfs a lot. You know, there are other people who golf a lot. You wouldn't say are very good at their job. But Bill Self, Hall of Fame basketball coach, golfs a lot. Good for him. I'm actually surprised at how terrible some of these guys are. Like, for being athletic at some point in their careers or in their lives, to at least play in some capacity for major college basketball programs, Jarrett Howard played at Illinois. Brennan Bouchard and Jeremy Case were on the Kansas basketball teams. Generally, that means you're good enough to play at least, at least at Washburn, if you're at the end of the if you're at the end of the bench as a walk-on. But Jaron Howard cannot swing a golf club. He looked like a fish out of water. His drive, his swing looked like a baseball swing. One hand coming off, kind of looking like Ken Griffey Jr. To be honest, my biggest issue for sure, the narration by Greg Gerland. Clearly in a separate room, post-production, and he said the term that the guys looked apart about 100 times. Again, if you haven't watched it, this is going to mean nothing to you. The funniest part, though, Norm Roberts did not know which hole they were playing. <laughs> they were like 100 yards away from the hole, and he's looking in the distance like, oh, we're not playing that one? About like 300 yards away? Oh, shoot. Bill Self got a good laugh at that. I did like, so here's what I liked the most and what I would encourage and why I would encourage people to go watch this. Short, sort of shows you the dynamic between these, these coaches. Curtis Townsend was not able to play. He's in a walking boot, apparently, has a hurt ankle. So he was just rolling around, giving the different coaches grief. But I, I enjoyed, like, Bill Self, clearly the top dog. As he should be, highest paid, Hall of Fame head coach. Like Norm Roberts is sort of the wise, wily old guy. Fred Quartlebaum, who I think is operations. Fit. Super stylish. Well-spoken. Jaron Howard. Why is this one of the best recruiters in the nation? Because <laughs> it's hilarious. The guy's personable. You know, he hits a bad drive. And with the camera there, he, says, he, he turns to the camera and says, get that, get that camera out of my face. Jokingly, jokingly. He doesn't like smack it or anything. You know, he talks about how he texted Gary Woodland, who won the U.S. Open. Former Jayhawk, huge Kansas basketball fan. He texted Gary Woodland for tips. And, and he and Brandon Bouchard riff on the fact that, you know, Gary Woodland wins one small little tournament, the U.S. Open, can't even text Jaren Howard back. So... If you want a good laugh, go for it. You're probably not going to laugh at Gurley's commentary. But I find it interesting. Dynamics. Like, these are the guys we see pretty stoically or maybe celebrating on the bench. But who are these guys? We know Bill Self. We hear him in press conferences. Not a lot of Norm Roberts. Not a lot of Jaron Howard. Unless you're are listening to like the Jayhawk radio network and they bring these guys on, but it's also mostly Curtis Townsend, right? The number two, give it a watch or don't. It doesn't matter to me. It's not my, it's not my uh, content. 
The only thing that matters is that you're here with us. At JonasN310 on Instagram, this is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. And let's just get to it, right? This is the part that we've essentially been building towards for the better part of, what, four months or so, our player and review series. We're down to the final two. And again, if you've been following along, you probably know where we're going one of two ways here with this final player, final two players. Number one in your media guide, perhaps number one in your heart, was number 11 last year. It's Devon Dotson. 6'2", maybe, <laughs> depending on the shoes he's wearing. 185 pounds, just finished his sophomore year from Charlotte. Although I think he does have some Chicago roots. Unclear. What a year. 18.1 points per game. 4.1 rebounds per game, which is pretty amazing for a guy who's maybe 6'2". Four assists per game. 46.8 field goal percentage, which was second in the Big 12 this year. 30.9 three-point percentage, which is actually down from 36% his freshman year. That's okay. Led the conference in scoring and steals, and in fact became the fifth Jayhawk ever to lead the conference in scoring. Do you know the other four? Message me. Trying to really promote that, you know, me and you thing. At JonasN310 on Instagram. Other four Jayhawks to lead the Big 12 in scoring. Number five in assists per game. Of course, Marcus Garrett was tied for number one. And he was a Big tw- Big 12 first-teamer. Yeah, no duh. Wooden All-American. They list 10 people for the Wooden All-American. Consensus second-team All-American. Bob Cousy Award finalist for best point guard in the, in the nation. Went to Peyton Pritchard of Oregon. I vehemently disagreed. Three-time Big 12 Player of the Week and the co-MVP of the Maui Invitational alongside Yudoka Azubuki. Not all sunshine and rainbows. I thought he had, I guess this is actually still a compliment, I thought he had three bad moments this year. And in the season of 30 games or so, not bad, actually. The first, the six turnovers versus Duke. We know the story by now. Kansas was tossing the ball all over the yard, and they end up losing the game by two. Your point guard in that game having six turnovers when the whole team is having some fumble ruskies doesn't look great and outplayed by Tyus Jones in that game. Second moment. Had a bit of a defensive misplay versus Villanova that led to the game-winning shot. I think he helped off the wrong guy or he overhelped, leaving someone wide open. Didn't really cover himself in glory. It's okay. Tough game at Villanova. Could have won that game, though. And then the whole home game versus Baylor. Not great. He got hurt. He got outplayed by Jared Butler, the lead guard for Baylor. And that actually ended up being the only game all year long where Devon Dodson did not score in double figures. He still got nine, though. And I will give him the... 
benefit of the doubt and the fact that he hurt his hip there in that game. But those are the three bad moments of Devon Dotson's season. And you know what? They correlated with the three losses all year that Kansas had. I didn't even think about that until right now. No, Devon Dotson had three, you know, again, this is really minute, but three bad moments all year, and it just so happens to be the three games that they lost. Sounds like a bit of a correlation to me. The three-point shot never really came around. In fact, I mentioned it, right? The percentage went down this year. But you know what? When you turn out to be one of the fastest call one of the fastest players in college basketball, maybe history. So be it. Maybe you can outrun everybody. I don't know if that'll work in the NBA. That's to be determined. And his handle, pretty good. Like we know about his north-south sprinting ability with the ball in his hands. One man fast break. But the ball handling, the little tricks. You know, I, I didn't really remember that too much from his freshman year. So this is a guy, when he got going downhill, was unstoppable. A bowling ball in the lane. A road runner. So the three-point shot wasn't perfect. Whatever. He still got, he got to where he needed to be most of the time. He was absolutely pure magic in that Dayton game. I, I mentioned it last week, one of the games that I'll always remember. And he was the star of stars. 45 minutes, which means he played every single minute of an overtime game, the 40 plus 5. 31 points on 11 of 16 shooting when he had to be absolutely wiped. Three games in three days, playing an excellent Dayton team. Doesn't sit down, and he goes 11 of 16. 8 of 10 on free throws. We hear it all the time on TV, right? When you're tired and your legs go... It makes those free throws tough. Eight of ten. Only four assists, but he did chip in six rebounds in, in perhaps the game of the year. Certainly back and forth sense, like the, the Baylor game, top billing. But in terms of a well-played basketball game, that Dayton won probably the game of the year. On top of all that, these are just the offensive numbers and skill set. I mean, he was right there. My favorite, my favorite term is he was the tip of the spear, right? This was the best defensive team in the country, and he was right there at the top of it. So a major, major factor in what was a team that locked down everybody that they played. Next year, he won't be a Jayhawk. No problem. Go get your cash. He will be in the NBA. It was looking pretty dire there for a second that he, that he would even be back for his sophomore year. Flirted pretty heavily. Some heavy petting going on between Devon Dotson and the NBA and the draft process after his freshman year. But he came back. He was excellent. Did he improve his stock? Probably. Looks like he's likely to be a bottom of the first round draft pick, which would be amazing. Again, a guy who can't really shoot a three-point shot is a little undersized, and he might be a first-rounder. That tells you a lot, and that tells you a lot about how people view Devon Dotson. Now, in terms of what happens next year for Kansas, now that Dotson is, is gone, 
well, shoot, that leaves a gaping hole as both the leading scorer on an excellent team and its lead guard. It's going to have to be filled by committee. I've talked about Marcus Garrett. I've talked about Dewan Harris, Christian Brown. You know, a little point forward action from some other guys. It will not be the two-man iron horse that we saw this past year. Guys like Agbaji are going to have to step up. Tyon, Grant Foster will have to score. Bryce Thompson is the name I keep forgetting. I just mentioned, what, like three, four, five guys? And they're all, that's how big of a hole that Devon Dotson is leaving behind. One of my favorite things about Bill Self's time at Kansas is this tradition of amazing point guards. Just go back to 2008, right? The national championship year. That's now 12 years ago. Pretty good time frame. Chalmers, Russell Robinson, who then passed the baton to Sharon Collins, who then passed the baton to Tyshawn Taylor, who then passed the baton to Elijah Johnson. Bit of a break there with Nadir Tharp. All good. Then came Frank Mason. Then came Devontae Graham. But all those guys essentially were on the same teams together. Like, they, not literally, because there was no baton to be passed. But figuratively, you know, they were able to learn. They were able to grow as these older players were getting it done ahead of them. Devon Dotson had to come in and fill the void left by Devontae Graham. True freshman, number one preseason team in America. You know, Diedrich Lawson's your other go-to guy. And Devon Dotson... I think had one of the greatest sophomore careers we will ever see. I mean, he was the man immediately. You are my point guard. I don't care if you're a true freshman. You're going to play Michigan State in your very first game in the Champions Classic, and we're going to get rolling straight from there. I mean, he was basically the lone bright spot, along with Diedrich Lawson on the disappointing team last year that broke the Big 12 streak. When he came back, I was pumped. said, okay, this is the guy that you can build around. Devon Dotson made things happen last year. Both seasons. Yeah, the whole Ochai Baji thing was pretty fun there in the middle of the year, their freshman year. But the one constant was, as a freshman, this Dotson kid... It's got a little something special. And he showed it again here in his sophomore year, and I wish him nothing but the best as he moves on to the NBA. There's obviously one big name still to review. We will get to that when we get to it. But once again, get your friends on board. We're still producing good stuff here, despite the fact that we haven't had college basketball since the beginning of March. Appreciate everybody listening. Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. I am Jonas Nordman. Roasting away here at this hot microphone and also in the summer sun. <laughs> but I do appreciate everyone that does listen. I appreciate everyone that does write in when they do. Uh, as always, like I said, don't be an idiot. Keep your distance. Be safe. Just wear a mask. Support your local businesses, which includes this show, I guess. And as always... Rock Chalk.